is Richard Wilson speaking. Some people know me as Victor Meldrew, but as far as I'm concerned, Victor Meldrew's dead. And thank you for downloading One Foot in the Podcast. One for the podcast is back for an Easter special. How are you, boys? Yeah, smashing. me. I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I don't want to talk over you, Daz. Sorry, mate. That's oh, right. Sorry. Good start. Sort of an unplanned thing, isn't it? Really? You know, we have, I think we last recorded last summer, didn't we, for the One for the Grave tour? Yeah, it was we're... really nice to hear that at Christmas because it's been a while since we recorded it, so it's great to hear it back. Yeah, and I don't, I never normally like hearing my voice back, but it was really, really yeah, <laughs> cool just to relive those memories of, of going down to Shawford and then going down to Christ, was it Christchurch? Christchurch, yeah. is that right? Isn't it? Christ, yeah, because yeah. it just all happened in such a whirlwind that day, didn't it? It was just like, yeah, actually, I'm so glad we did record it because all these things. In, you know, you, you experience these things, don't you? But actually, you, you never get to relive it. But having done that, it was amazing to relive it. And yeah, yeah. it was uh, good fun. And of course, like I said, I, when we recorded it, I left it a good four or five months before releasing it, so it would have been fresh feet for you chaps to listen back to. Dazan Agu, how are you? Yeah, good mate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've got over the, been, you've been poorly. The weird bug I've had. Yeah, it's not not the dreaded COVID related. <laughs> no, hopefully not. Anyway. But no, no, like, yeah, so I was saying it was, I think it was quite good that you left it a couple of months to, mm-hmm. to release the, the pod because it was nice, like, listening to it back. And, like, it was a bit like we were interviewing the, you know, the, the occupants of uh, Drusillian Way. And yeah, it was good. Oh, like, I, I forgot all about that, that mixed up with the parcel. Oh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The course, River Bank yeah. and Rivers Bank. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We thought we let the dog out, didn't we, at first? Yeah. We thought, like, the dog had got loose. He was looking for his dog and he was looking for his parcel, wasn't he? <laughs> it wasn't apologies to the listener because it wasn't very audible because it was just you know carrying my phone about and it's very distant conversation for, for much of it so uh, <laughs> i really hope he's listened to it the tresillian way guy he, hasn't got, he, he, didn't, up, didn't he? he didn't get in i think he well he said he'd um try and find the podcast via twitter but i haven't yeah. received any uh might have scared him off i don't know he's in a joint didn't he so again you thought we were casing a joint. You thought we were going to come back the next night and burglar the house. <laughs> Aaron, it looks like you're uh, in a studio, like in a f- yeah, uh, modelling studio with your white I'm backdrop. Trying to get the bloody lighting right with this lamp. But no, I'm not in a studio, <laughs> just, just my front room. <laughs> I, it's absolutely fine. Yeah, so, you know, what have we got coming up? We've got a little quiz device for you guys. And obviously, any listeners can... Uh, Play along. You cool. got any more leads on potential guests, Tom? Any any, any leads? Um, or can, can we ask that or not? Or I suppose you can always edit this guy. Yeah, so of course, there's <laughs> there's no plans, unfortunately. Richard oh. Wilson. Um, so I, I think I sent him a message sometime. I think World Book Day. I sent that. Um, oh yeah. Meme. You know, I I put up with Victor looking at the sex guide with the lady on Love and Death, <laughs> and uh, he did reply to that, but didn't really acknowledge <laughs> it. Other than <laughs> at her age. Very <laughs> mount, um, mount mate mold. Mount known. Yeah. <laughs> Dormouse. Dormouse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he just said that he'd spoken to Annette recently because it was her birthday, but then he said he would try and call her to see if she'd be up for it. Oh, you know. cool. Well, hey. Yeah. But yeah. um no, nothing and I, I contacted Owen Brennan one last time because 
Oh, that must yeah, have been like yeah. the fifth attempt in two years. Oh, and yeah. I said I wouldn't do another one, but that's it. I thought just, you know. What, a, a nothing just didn't get a reply? Nothing. The thing is, the reason why I keep trying is because he said he would. So I've sort of hung on oh, to that. Yeah, I've hung yeah. on to that hope. And, you know, in that time, I've had Richard Wilson on and David Renwick and Dory Mantle. So yeah, I yeah. thought maybe at the very least he might go, oh, maybe it might be all right. He might still. But Do you think but, um, Christine Gurner would come, back on, would come on now? You know, he tried oh, before, yeah, didn't did. he? Yeah, he was good. I think I think now you've had like Richard and and um, David on. He, mm. he might have a bit more weight behind it potentially for a turn. Yeah, maybe. I, I'll certainly ask again. I think, but then she yeah. might she might also say she can't remember anything. You know. She, well, the, yeah. that's the thing. She was under the illusion it'll be like quizzing her about every episode and moment. But I, I try and do my homework for this sort of thing. And you know, when I had Richard and Doreen on, I didn't think for a minute they'd really remember every detail. Like. You know, us fans no. do. I'll try again, maybe. Certainly Annette is the priority. Yeah. Then maybe Angus, if I can. But I really do rely on one man's help, and that is Richard himself. So who knows, lads? Who knows? Quite a few of you very kindly have asked over the last 12 months to come and do a, a podcast with me. And um, I've said people booked in to do episodes. So I did say maybe we could revisit the first couple of series again. Told you guys recently, and I, I, I re-listened to your first couple of series, mate, again, I really oh. enjoyed it. I think it, Thanks, you know... Mate. You doing it solo was 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 really good. They, they were shorter. I forgot how much shorter they were because obviously you weren't chatting to anyone, so they were shorter episodes. But you know, just yeah. just still, still great to listen to them. Um, Thank you, mate. Yeah, yeah. I do a bit cringe yeah. if I have listened to them back. <laughs> yeah, but there's some things I get wrong. I was going to say we're we're off on a Bino to Bristol, aren't we, on Saturday, which is yes. the time of recording. That'd be good. That'd be good. So that is the first, that's the cemetery is the, the last ever scene, isn't it? You said top yeah. where the... But, yeah, oh, by yeah. coincidence. Yeah, so yeah, we start off at the cemetery and finish up at the Nags Head, which is quite, not a bad finish, really, is it? But I think uh, one of the stops is uh, the episode where, you know, Adele and Albert are selling Dolt, like, um, like Dolt, that's like like German sounding dolls in uh, a shopping centre. Oh, which well, I used to th- which, uh, Rodney, Rodney come home. Rodney come home. And I used to think that was an airport, like, yeah. part of it, yeah. but it's not. That's, but yeah, it's, yeah, um, and you'll give me our take. What does he say? But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, I was thinking that might be a bit of a pointless stop because it's just a shopping centre. Yeah. But by the time we get to that stop, it might be, we might get a bit peckish. And then yeah. it'll be like another couple of hours before we have like lunch. Hopefully we get there on time. So we could always stop in that yeah. that particular precinct for something to like a quick snack just to keep us going. But anyway, we're eating in. Sid's, Sid's got an outlet in there, perhaps. Or yeah, we're going to Sid's cafe. We're going to we're Sid's cafe, are we? Yeah, we're going to Sid's which, cafe. Which iteration of it? There was that many, wasn't there? Yeah, I yeah. think it's. Um, <coughs> I've written it down here somewhere because uh, each each route I've actually put which episode is what. I, it's um heroes and villains uh tricks all oh, right yeah 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 it's more um, like a kind of feels those episodes feel more like a kind of like a what's what's it called one of those units um temporary unit it doesn't feel like a permanent building does it yeah what was your favorite sid calf because i remember in uh long legs of the law 
There's that one. It looks tiny in dates. That one looks quite small. Well, weirdly, they had that in Longlands at all. Then they went back to that in um, Miami twice, didn't they? It's pretty much the same, similar sort of like setup. Yeah. But in between, like the Royal Flush, they'd gone to like a on, on location one, hadn't they? I was going to say the Royal Flush because it's got like gamblers and stuff. It's in the weird. Background, that Royal that that cafe in Royal Flush is insane, isn't it? Because it looks like a really That's, weird. Yeah. Warehousey type, grimy yeah, place, doesn't it? You've got um, like um, like vagrants like sleeping in there and here and stuff. Yeah, and... It, yeah, it's got a real grittiness, which obviously you know that whole episode is gritty in it. But yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna bring it back to one foot just so our listeners don't switch. I mean, I, I, I'm quite sure most of the listeners love Only Fools, but I was gonna bring up the I've got a jingle for it, but one foot in the podcast news, no, one foot in the grave news. <laughs> It's not it's not exactly unknown that one for the grave is on iPlayer and it's on BritBox, which is uh, amazing to uh, see. Do you guys go? Do you watch it on iPlayer or do you just crack at your DVD box set? Or it's probably easy. I it, I it's probably iPlayer these days. Yeah, yeah. 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 To be honest, when I was recording more... the um, my what, what do you want to call it? My buzzer for tonight. I did it on iPlayer because it was just much easier to try and find the clips I wanted. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, good. Yeah. yeah, looking forward to hearing your... I know you previewed your buzzers earlier this week, but I don't know if you changed them, but I'll keep it as a surprise because uh, when we get to it, I'll have a good laugh listening to those. Um, fixed our buzzers. Yeah, the BBC, <laughs> just just on that about iPlayer, BBC is doing a great job at the minute. Fair play to them. I'll put in a load of archive stuff up there for free. Yeah, which is kind of defeats the object because I think they've, they've got a sharing uh, brick box, haven't they? Don't they, mm. don't they try yeah. and open it? Yeah. So they're putting stuff there for free, but then charging you six quid to... I suppose there is more on BritBox, isn't there? Well, there's not... There's I don't know if, if, about iPlayer, but BritBox are missing Who's Listening and, I think, Endgame. Oh, yeah, good. Or oh, yeah. definitely Who's yeah, Listening. You, you were tweeting about it, weren't you? Oh, Sorry. I had a little moan. I had a mountain <laughs> moan about it, and they didn't really... Because 2.4 Children um, had a couple of episodes missing, but that was rectified pretty quickly. But for but some they're... reason... yeah. One from the grave. It's, it's really I, last time I checked. Oh, weirdly, I've let my Brit box thing lapse at the minute. I don't know why. I think I've just not been bothered to renew it. So I think until something worthwhile is on there, because I thought there's so much on iPlayer now, I'll just watch the free one. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Obviously, I, I've finally read the first one for the grave novel that Darren donated last, uh, was it? I think it was a year before last, actually, wasn't it, Darren? Yeah, Split. I think it was, yeah. You got two accidentally got two, two copies, didn't you? And kind of gave me a hardcover one. So <laughs> it was. Yeah, um, I remember posting that. Well, that was that seems years ago. <laughs> that seemed a long time. And I don't re- read as often as I like, but uh, yeah, I managed to. When um, my other half was like heavily pregnant, I was reading that to, just to get through those cause baby was during the day, and so each night I would just read it. Just so for some reason, I didn't really want to be watching telly or uh, getting distracted elsewhere. But I thought this is the best time now is to read. I think just to yeah pass the time, yeah. and uh, I really enjoyed it. I think it's, it is going over old episodes, but it's giving you more uh, insight into some of the storylines. Yeah, the, the, sh- the shocking one is like, I think it's the worst horror of all, where um, Mrs. Warboys knocks over yeah, the, uh, yeah, the, is... the, the, can't get the words that lads. Window cleaner. Window cleaner. <laughs> and he, he, in the book, he, he ends up dying. So, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, he ends up dying. Takes it um, to some 
further extreme, doesn't it? I suppose the TV series couldn't really do. So. Well, in um, in the book, he, he goes off for a one. I think he goes to the toilet, this, uh, who they think is Will. But what's his, has he got a name? <clears throat> I remember now. No, he's never named, is he? I don't think he's just not in an episode. No. Poster, Poster Wolf. In Poster Wolf, he just <laughs> goes wandering around the studios, and uh, security staff mistaken for him for maybe not for maybe I don't know, not a terrorist, but he gets treated really badly, and, and he keeps falling over because he's um, he's got, got he's got a percussion, yeah. isn't he? Got percussion, uh, percussion. Yeah. and um, <laughs> he ends up he ends up on the BBC news studio so they're broadcasting like live news and he collapses <laughs> and dies whilst the news is on and real Wilf at home who's already actually died on the on the operating table a few weeks before is now watching this unfold and they they actually report on it oh he's he's Wilf so and so he's he's passed away yeah. a man in his you know 70s has passed away tonight yeah. by the name of Wilf whatever and he's obviously if you if you're real Wilf and you're a bit disorientated you're gonna yeah. be a bit like so that's a bit of a strange one that was um and a bit of back bit of background to Stuart Meldrew which is really yeah. I posted the I was gonna say they got much more on Stuart Meldrew I think there's, there's quite a bit in there isn't it it's really tragic because uh it kind of it very again very remarky kind of pulls you in with a bit of hope because the baby gets um taken by a stranger um it actually it reminded me of um I don't know if it was uh what I can't think of the episode, you know, where Mr. Sweeney hurts his back. The sentence the Maelstrom. Yes, I knew you'd know. In that episode, there's isn't that the same episode as the uh the girl that the lady young lady who knows Margaret from her childhood with the baby yeah. and she's confiscating yeah. confiscating the she's kidnapped yeah. that baby. It's the same kind of vibe with that, with the Meldry's baby taken, and then it's mentioned that uh, the baby's brought back. It's like, oh hurrah, but then the baby dies like five or six days later. Like heart complications it's really tragic but, um yeah. yeah so those are like i don't want to call them the highlights of the book but that's what really stood out that's what, yeah. you know and things are spoken in a different order as opposed to how we notice episode one two i think it covers the first two series possibly three and i just started the new book i don't know if you've got the new one for yeah the i've got account. it for the birthday actually i'm not ready yet but i've got it yeah yeah so um i've only just started that and mrs warboy is, is all over in the internet I think she has right. to borrow. She <laughs> likes to come round to the Meldridge to use their laptop. For some reason, she hasn't got one. So yeah, I look forward to. Uh, I think she's got a. So, so not not to spoil it, but she's got a pen pal who's in prison. I think. All right. But I haven't read any more than that. So. And this is in this parallel universe, is it where um, Victor's not died and he survived into the twenty twenty one? I'm guessing or whatever or twenty twenty. Basically, it's that's how Remwick describes it, and. Uh, yeah, I think he's I, by the sounds that he's covering Wizard of the Witch a lot in this so far. So, yeah, right. Look forward to it. The only other bit of news is it's not actually classified as news, but Daniel Peacock, of course, was in um, Pit, Pit in the Pendulum. Pit in the Pendulum, yeah. He he is now working in a care home. Would you believe? Oh wow! I think he's just because he's a writer as well as an actor, but he's yeah. doing a bit of volunteering in a care home. I thought that's quite. Uh, yeah. Commendable of the the old. It boy. always amazes me that his dad played Jim in yeah. um, Victor Dibley. Victor Dibley, and he's got a younger I brother who's about twenty years younger than him, or about fifteen years, twenty years younger than him, who's an actor as well. Yeah, um, he's been in quite a Yeah, yeah, close to London. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. that dad's that dad's army. We're doing Harry Harry Peacock. That's him. That's it. Yeah. Have you seen the Dad's Army documentary or doc, docu film? 
Um, yes, I have. Yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah. he's That's very, very good. Very I think he good. plays a comedy commissioner in that. Um, he does. Yeah, he does. People. Oh, yeah, he does. That's right. He, he doesn't look out of place, does he? He looks like he could be in the sixties easily. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I really enjoyed that. Um, that Dad's Army one. Yeah, that was. Um, yeah, it was as good as watching like, a new episode. I thought really it was it's really good. This... I've, I've, I've read a book on Dad's Army making making of it and everything. And, like all the struggles they had to actually get it, whatever. Yeah. So it was good, yeah. good to watch that. It was, uh, no, it's yeah. um, and in the only other related one, for, it's not again. This is a um, a pilot segment for the podcast. The only other bit of one foot news is: have you, have you ever read any articles on My London on online? They sort of like they seem to oh, review no. things that have been out for ages. So they'll go, "Oh, we just discovered this Fools and Horses episode, and it's got right. this uh, this bad language in it," or but they. I, I described this particular article by my London as lazy. They um, published an article about Annette and Richard never keeping in contact because, you know, they were on Loose Women a few years ago and they did stay. Oh, they yeah. didn't really keep it. But they do because, well, well I happened to <laughs> eat the other week. Knowledge, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know if it's lazy. I mean, if they didn't know, they donn't know, but I just thought. So they picked up on an old article and republished it as new news sort of thing then. And, or just oh, that's what they tend to do. That. That's, what yeah. they tend, that's what I feel like they do with my London. And uh, oh, yeah, it's, yeah. I, fi- I, fi- I find that some of the articles they put up about especially British comedy, that it seems mm. to be youngish, <laughs> youngish journalists yes. who just really don't get it. Certain... I'm sure you, yeah, Tom. I'm sure you sent me a link to one on this woman. She was reviewing, like, oh, um, only, yeah, only horses and horses, and there was like she was like reviewing it as if it's sort of been released now. You know, looking at it like an episode from 1984 through eyes of 2022, and it was like, I don't know, it's just with the you know the world, world culture and everything now. It's just you look at it differently. It's like yeah. I, you can't really sort of review something now that was. That come out forty years ago, can you? It's just crazy. It's, it's just that sort of thing. It's just yeah. yeah. Some some of that journalism is just so lazy, isn't it? Um, yeah. I was reading an article completely unconnected um, about um, I think it was about a footballer who was getting uh, separated from his his partner. But in part of the article, it said they'd been married for ten years, and then further down the article, it said. Um, Oh, they've never married. Famously, never married. It's like in the same article. Like they're not even fact check their own article. Or like, well, someone started typing it and forgot what they'd written about the fact they weren't married. I, mean, I prefer a Marjorie Quayle article any day over these modern uh, publications. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a question, a random question. Like, if the listener, <clears throat> listeners, listener, or listeners haven't gathered by now, we're we're sort of floating between different comedy. Well, mainly fools and horses, and a bit of dad's having just then mash up in it, really mash up. But I'm going back to. <laughs> Trying to bring it back to one foot because I've got a question for you two. Were you easily unsatisfied with any of the one foot in the grave endings? Not the ending, but any um, plot. Did it leave you feeling a bit empty or a bit disappointed? Not because it wasn't funny or great writing, but like, would you have preferred a certain episode to end a certain way just for your own uh, viewing pleasure? I, I mean, for example, I... Love and Death, like how Vince and April were treat- mistreated. They were misunderstood, yeah. weren't they, very much? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that one's like what I never noticed it until you mentioned it. Then when you look back at it, the ending is is like, it's a great episode, but it's horrible the way it left yeah. April and Vince. And that you know Vince has given him what he thought was a present. Mm. And uh, April's sort of helped him out as much as she could, let let him sleep in her bed. And then you know we know how Victor leaves. He sets fire to your <laughs> <a>, wig, <laughs> and then yeah, uh, he gets chucked in the sea. You think 
I'd love to know what they thought of that afterwards, whether they ever contacted the male Jews or... Who would be more irritating, Ronnie Mildred or Vincent April? Mm, that's a good question. Yeah. I mean, um, it's just, you know, I'd I probably think, I say Ronnie Mildred, Mildred just... Yeah, yeah Ronnie, Ronnie Mildred, Mildred because their continued presence. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say it stretched out. It was like years and years of it, wasn't it, rather than like one weekend with Rick Tall. Could you... <laughs> could you think of any other... I would probably say... As much as I enjoy One Foot in the Algarve, there's certain parts of the plot that I don't buy, really. The whole thinking that Alphonse has committed a murder thing. Right. And then setting Vic, then the Margaret and Victor uh, sort of... Because um, I remember reading a book somewhere about this, that they che- they edited it massively, that, that storyline. Yeah, for some reason or other, I can't remember exactly what it was. Where they actually had to like post production, edit bits of it, and like record new new bits of audio to sort of tell a different story. It's in the Richard Webber book, I think. Um, and ever since I've read that, I can't really watch it the same anymore because it uh, it's almost like there's another story that they were going to tell or a slightly they, slight variation. I think what it was was they were going to have Margaret ask the boxer guy to beat Victor up as a for some reason. I think as some kind of like. Yeah, uh, what was that? Like, yeah, that's revenge anymore, something. I don't know what it was, but then they changed it. But but again, now I know that I kind of like. Was it something to do with hitting the, the donkey or something? The, um... Yeah, yeah. What was it? He right? No, no. They do actually mention that that, that donkey got a right. It's the first donkey to ever get a right hook from. Yeah, a, they mentioned that on the episode. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll have to reread that sec- section. Yeah, in, in, in the yeah. yeah. But I tell you yeah, what, sorry, though, so, they... sorry not being that, a little bit vague with that, but yeah, but that, no, no, it's fine. One, since I've read that, I've always, I always watched that one slightly differently now because, yeah, I just, it's, it just for me, it just feels a little bit fragmented in places. But then I suppose in nine minute episode, it had to tell a bit of a bigger story. Well, they, it, they, they were no, under immense pressure work. to edit that episode down from what yeah. I, from what I hear. Um, yeah. So I'd love to see what wasn't included. Yeah, I see. I almost kind of want to see an uncut version of it. You know, yeah. Because we reviewed that episode, didn't we, Tom? I remember. We did. Didn't it? Didn't it go out as um? Oh, Dazza's frozen. That's oh, frozen. It's not me. I can <laughs> assure you this time. <laughs> um, be back in the room yeah, let's try and think. Some other episodes. Um, I think I said to you when we did the drive around. I think I, I the ending of um the one with the Mackenzie twins, where Victor opens the hatch. And yes. I want, I want, I'd like to have seen Victor and Margaret have a, have a bevy or two because they were all about getting drunk, weren't they? And I just thought that would have been nice to see. A bit like the ending of Love and Death where they sort of put their arm around each other and have that moment. I would like to see Victor comfort, comfort no. Margaret. He does comfort Margaret, doesn't he, in that moment? Yes. Um, um, I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. The question well, obviously... obviously it ends it, with a bit of a pratfall, doesn't it, with Victor having the, the cement bag fall on him. Um, yeah. yeah. I but, think... Yeah, um, I'd have thought a more poignant ending for that one would have been something I would have I would have liked to have seen. Um, is is the ending of Algarve by the way, right Dazza, sorry, yeah, you're, back, back. sorry mate, yeah. you're back. <laughs> what happened there? The laptop just froze. We thought it was a dramatic pause for a second there, mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, obviously the question obviously about endings doesn't have to be about endings. Like you said, Simon, it could be bits mm. of you know in the middle of a episode that doesn't sit right. Um yeah. I mean we're obviously not criticizing the writing are we we just <laughs> we're geeking out into the Meldry universe, how we prefer things to pan out for them. But in the Algarve, I think it ends one of the rare occasions where 
it actually ends on an okay note for them all. I know, I know um, Victor's been smashed in the gob by the box, yeah. but ultimately it ends okay. Um, and even, holiday by their standards, isn't it? It wasn't too bad, actually. <laughs> Other episodes that come to mind about certain storylines, I don't know. The the trial is revered as one of the, like the the great episodes, but yeah, for some reason I I never want to put back that half an hour to watch it as much as the others because I don't get to see Mister Swaney, Mrs. Warboys, yeah. Mark. I like that with the trial. I used to try and avoid that. But I suppose mm. now you can sort of appreciate it. But mm. like what the like growing up watching one thirty, if that episode was on, I'd never be happy. I think. Yeah, I it's uh, it's. I still love it, but we mm. all have our go-to episodes, I presume, or unless you just stick on any old one foot, like we do any Fools and Horses or any of your other favourite sitcoms. Yeah. I think one thing you said about is keeping Mr. Foskey alive. That you mentioned that yeah. in about off 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 pod where you said like, so the money blew away. Yeah, perhaps not killing him off at the end, but having him come yeah. back. But kill him, yeah. but kill him off at one point. But just have yeah. a couple of episodes worth of Mr. Foskey. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Brian Murphy was such, such a great you know character actor, isn't he? He's, he, was, he was perfect in it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Good morning, Mr. Meldrew. <laughs> you got that nail, mate. Yeah, he just like, constantly oh. talks and they can't get a word in. So, <laughs> um, oh, that was a funny place, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. It's just it's just how he he'll, he'll ask he'll ask a question of Victor or Margaret and interrupt it with his own, you know, answer or something else. <laughs> yeah. I love the like the obvious joke of that where he, he rings. He, I think he just says, he said, Good morning, and straight away they remember him, even though they haven't seen him for about 17 years. Go, I know. Just, Mr. Foskett. <laughs> And they, I think they last, uh, just to test your memory, where, where was it they first met? As he describes where they were, wouldn't they? Oh, in Western Supermare. There's something yeah. hotel room, Western Supermare. Which is, where, which is close to Bristol, which is basically Bristol, by the way. Close to Bristol, is it? So. Right. Not it's, far um, away, is it? No. Western Supermare. But Western Sloping Mare. Silence. Did you get that? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I like that. Maybe yeah, badly. Yeah, should, should, should have been with us on that holiday. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those tragedies, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I use that line a lot, actually. <laughs> Whenever I want to sort of like, yeah. Sort of, I know. Sort of tragedies, those, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is there um is there any follow-up storylines you'd like to have seen in one for? I know, Simon, you've said about the end of um the, the McKendricks episode. Yeah, know, um, Hole in the Sky, yeah. Hole in the Sky. Or Darren, is there anything you, any episode that you thought, I wonder what will happen the following day or whatever? If there's like a sequel? No, I don't know. He does, like, overall, fair play, he does sort of tie it up quite well. There's not many that I think that didn't sort of explain, you know, the ending or didn't, you know, resolve the the storyline. But I suppose there's one or two we think, like, definitely Mr. Foskett. I think I would love to see like a two or three three-parter within in it um because like like we were saying he's he's got there's a lot of mileage in him and there yeah um, no I, I definitely agree with that the, the, the man in the long back coat out of those out of all the six specials i was just thinking of that one yeah it's, it's just something missing from it like there's a tra- tragic ending obviously with pippa, yeah, yeah, pippa which seems yeah. to come from absolutely nowhere and a lot of people have commented how that that ending, how you know how Victor and Margaret are there for for Patrick and Pippa, that should have sort of resolved any war, um, civil war between yeah. Patrick and Victor. But they seemingly 
uh, seemingly managed to fall out again. You just think uh, after experience like that, in the real world, you'd probably find common ground, wouldn't you, and just let things go. But it's a comedy, so how much do we take that seriously? Broken reflection uh, with Victor's brother. Um, oh, yeah. I kind of like to have seen yeah. him come back again. I know I know he writes to him, doesn't he, in the trial? Um, but that's obviously, obviously, you know, you assume that maybe up in that meantime, but yeah. Um, yeah, Which nice, nice character, that. that Richard Pearson, um, Gary's dad. Gary Strong, <laughs> Mr. Strong. Gary's dad, yeah. Um, yeah, I think it, His be, brother yeah. was another really good, like, I know he was bundling and he was like a walking disaster here, but he was a good good addition to it. Sorry? And it, sorry. Yeah. And it, it's, it's a, yeah, I'll go and buy a pad. But no, it's just like watching those two interact was quite good and where they're like reminiscing about when they were younger. Because yeah. I just can't imagine Victor Young. I was going to say, actually, would a prequel work? If, if well, they like tried it with keeping up appearances, didn't they? And it, yeah. it it wasn't all that funny. It was it was kind of worked as a period piece, you know. It was kind of being post war, whatever it was. It worked to some extent. Um, it Mark, doesn't Mark have to be. It doesn't have to be on the same scale of comp- like rock and chips was funny, but it was more serious. I don't yeah. mind a prequel if it's got a different, entirely different feel. It's just giving a bit more of a backstory. But, but then would it work with it being that fu- not as funny because he's younger? Uh, you know, the the, the, the the Victor work, Victor and Margaret work because they are kind of cast aging. aside by society. Yeah. Aged. And so it's kind of almost that kind of last of summer wine feel to it of, well, actually, yeah, you know, just because you're old doesn't mean you haven't got any life left in you. you know, so, <laughs> yeah. So. But then you might have... find different comedy in, in, in another way. So it might might work, but it's just kind of different kind of beast. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think we said before, didn't we, about like if we view Victor and Margaret when they were younger, like would Victor be exactly the same as he is now? Was it the, the you know, the, the stuff that went on with Stuart Meldrew that made him this way? You know, how he lost his job? You know? I mean, would he have been totally different when he was 22? Yeah, you know, and then we liked him as much. Well, you, you get you get little snippets, don't you? You get the fact he met Margaret at a party, so he was obviously <laughs> someone who was happy to go to parties, wasn't he? And, uh, yeah. he was, you know, twi- twiddling a dead wasp in her blouse for the first. Wanted uh... <laughs> 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 a while to get going. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but like he says about like used to do escapology and like the ventriloquism. Yeah, that's it. That. Yeah, again, creative. I'm glad he brought that back actually because he brought introduced it in the first episode, didn't he? And then he brought it back. So yeah, that was a nice yeah. little bit. Speaking about that, you know, um, line about twiddling a dead wasp, <laughs> rearranging the dust for me is my favorite one scene episode. I don't know about you right. guys, yeah. I mean, yeah. the trial is most people's, I feel, but there's time as time, threatening weather, whichever other. I, I, I don't think you can top Beast in the Cage for me. Beast in the, Beast cage, in the cage is just the yeah. all time, that really. is awesome, all time classic. Um, I probably would go out on a limb and say it's my favourite episode. I may have said something different in the previous pod with you, but I think I probably... It's just know, how Mrs. Warboys just appears, isn't it? She just yeah. appears out of nowhere and sits in the back of the car, and you're like, whoa. That is just that takes you by surprise, isn't it? Every, not every yeah, time, because you know it's going to happen, but it's just so remarkable how it's almost pretty much half the episode down, isn't it? And the, yeah. the last person... Well, last thing you expect is anyone to get in the car, let alone Mrs. Warboys. Yeah. And they're on a motorway, it comes to a standstill. It's, they're not like part of that side of the house. It's just impossible for anyone to walk in that car. I bet it's one of those do. things that 
people think, oh, well, I could just nip out. You know, if you're if you're in traffic, I could just nip out and do that. But no one ever dare do it because you yeah. your chances are you yeah. will start moving. But Renwick sort of, you know, you know, calls our bluff with that because actually he does it, and, and it, yeah, actually, chances are yeah, it could just as easily not have moved anywhere. So you could either go to the pub, go to the toilet, and come back, and you haven't moved. I mean, yeah, or actually says, I, th- I, th- I thought you'd be down by that ratting, uh, rotting badger by now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know. If, if anyone to do it, it'd be Mrs. Warboys, wouldn't it? Oh yeah. <laughs> you ever listen to any of the audio commentaries on the on the DVD? I have once over, but not for years. I, I wish I did my homework during the podcast. I should have really put it on to listen to some of the yeah, um, yeah. So some of the, the one of, of the one on Beast in the Cage is really good because it's 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 Renwick and, and David and David and, and Richard Wilson talking about it, and and they were talking about the, you know the bit where they start going off, Mrs. Um, Warboys and Margaret start gossiping, and Victor's getting more and oh. more irritated because yeah. they're on about that that woman who put who. As a, it's like a Malaysian restaurant or something. When she, when you, you know, when she puts the light on or something. Remember, was saying he based that on the Alf Garnet uh, "Till Death Us Do Part" scenes, where his wife would be talking to her yeah. friend, and and you could see Garnet getting more and more wound up before he exploded. Um, so that was lovely, a nice little kind of you know, tip 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 little to homage um, to Johnny Spates. Uh, Johnny Spates, yeah, comedy. yeah. I do like, yeah, I really like Till Death's Depart. And yeah. my dad was putting that on video for us when we were small children, probably not entirely wise, but, <laughs> you know, it's still funny. I'm more than anything, just laugh at him shouting, really, because he just sounds funny. Well, didn't get I, it. I've never actually properly watched it. I've seen bits of it, and like, I know that he calls his silly moo and all this. And he's, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. But I'd, li- I'd never watched like a full episode. He's, um, he's a staunch Tory but yeah. he's sort of living in, in a class, world. He? He's a very much a working ass guy, but he's trying to be someone he isn't. And he's got yeah. um, he's got a wife that does quite abuse her, really, doesn't he? Verbally speaking, but she mm. takes it quite well and gives a bit back now and oh, again. Oh, she gives it back to him. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And he's got his daughter Rita, played by Simon. I've forgotten. Oh, she's Una Stubbs. She passed Una away. Stubbs. Recently, she? Yeah, oh, oh, yeah. yeah. She played um, uh, Mrs. Stingy in Hot Towers. Sherlock Holmes. I was going to say the, uh, the, the the what do you call it? Oh, um, the housekeeper in the in the okay. Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. yeah. So she um in until death. Um, Baron is that's it. That's Alf's daughter, but she's got a husband who is a bit of a bit of not a ladies' man as such, but a bit of a layabout oh, Labour supporter. Tony um, Booth, yeah, so, yeah. Tony, Tony Blair's father-in-law. Yeah. Father. Isn't that a weird link? It is a strange link, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but none of them got on though as actors. They all, they all, they particularly really? with um, Warren Mitchell. They didn't. I think I did read somewhere is, that, is that Warren true, Mitchell though, is, is it. Sorry, to interrupt. Tom. Is that what? true? Is it a bit like the step to something where they? What I read was this is Tom speaking, interrupting you live from the edit suite at one for the podcast towers. Unfortunately, the next segment um, is a little bit all over the place because at the time of recording using Zoom, the recording ran out, which was expected because um, I can't be bothered or I'm too tight to pay for the premium version of the Zoom uh, for group conversations to last for as long as you want. So every 40-odd minutes we have to reopen Zoom and, and you know go from there. Unfortunately, I forgot to press record. So... Obviously, it was discovered by Simon after about 15 minutes of solid chatter that 
it wasn't recording. So yes, um, we're going to bring you straight back into sort of the middle part of this podcast where you'll hear us sort of laughing and slightly frustrated at ourselves or myself really for not pressing record. So I do apologise, but we do go over what was discussed, but probably more of a watered down um, version of what was originally said. So uh, do continue to hopefully enjoy the podcast. Can you hear? It? <laughs> I just noticed because there's not a countdown time. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, I just, I, better just, I better just check. You know what it is, oh. right? That's the that's the sheer panic of like everything going wrong tonight. Well, my, oh. my amazing pitch is gone now, isn't it? I said I'll so, never do that. But... I'll do that again. <laughs> are we, are we going to do that then? So, um, you think we're doing a podcast, side? <laughs> We, um, we, um, I'm, yeah, yeah, I need to yeah. explain. I need to explain really quickly. This happened last time. I on Zoom, you get a limit of how, how long you rec- can record. When it's finished, we just restart again. And I did press record, and we just had a nice segment about, um, yeah, really well, we spoke about Warren, Min- we Warren Mitchell and Alf Garnett, um, yeah. what and Tony Booth's fallout with they, they just didn't get on because of rehearsals and professionalism. Then we moved on to. Rising damp, rising yeah, damp, and the awesome. genius of yeah. Leonard Rossiter, and and of course I said we've got one foot of the podcast exclusive. Not only is uh, Simon going to be a dad again, but there's talk of you releasing potentially doing a Maybe and Baddie podcast. And you yeah, quite so a lot that's, that's about the idea. It. Yeah, yeah. I've uh, <laughs> finally got go... around getting the clips and stuff, and. Um... Yeah. Do, do you do you want me to do this again, mate? No, it's just... okay. It's okay. It's, <laughs> I don't mind doing it again. Sorry. Well, yeah. I mean, Darren, <laughs> you, you're you're not as big a fan. You, you you just watched it in the nineties when it was on, and you don't maybe yeah, not look as back on it as fondly as like, I do. But mm. Simon, you obviously got a big love for it, and that's why you're thinking of doing a podcast. And you're yeah. worried about potentially will it get any interest? I guess I on the previous bit where I didn't record it. Was, the young lady I keep in touch with through the podcast called Nisha, and she loves Meme badly. When I told her that there could be a you know pilot podcast, yeah. she was very excited. So no pressure and all that. But, well, well, um, the good thing is there is none. There's no podcast out already. I've checked that because that's the other thing. Yeah. Isn't it? If someone's already doing one, there's there's a potential for you know you don't want to tread on their toes or whatever. Or yours isn't as good. So there's there's nothing out there. People have reviewed it as one-off episodes and things. Yeah. Um. All of the cast are still around. Yeah, I'm interview thinking, potential. I'm thinking future here, you know, this might never happen, but uh, the writer's still around. Um, uh, yeah, and actually the writer wrote one of my other really favourite sitcoms is Hardware, which I think I mentioned to you. Oh, yeah, that was, that was um, that had um, Tim from The Office, in not it? Tim from The Office, uh, Ken Morley from Coronation Street in Peter Sarafinovich. Yeah, yeah, him, yeah. Is, it's not probably probably not as strong as Memory Bad of any means, but it's still some really good bits yeah, in there. So that's good, yeah. yeah. But we we were saying how potentially segue into really. Yeah, we, we were well. we were also saying how um Gary and Tony that you know they've described as men being badly, but we like yeah. compared to the in-betweeners and you know, peep show, those sorts they're, they're pretty it's no any as gratuitous, is it? I think yeah. it's a much much I wouldn't say family friendly yeah, by any means, but it was a sitcom that I when mum and mum I watched it with mum and dad's. And it was never, you know, it never, it never, it was never embarrassing. It's one of them shows where you, you'd cringe that your parents were there because a lot of the time, first time I watched it, some of the jokes went over my head. You know, things like what what monogamy was, and things like that. Um, it's only when you watch it back as, as an adult. Where it, 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 was your your parents let you? What my my mum used to. You're going up to bed yeah. when it was on. It was like 
like yeah, nine no, or I ten. Think it, let me watch I remember it. watching the last trilogy in '98. Yeah, um, I watched that. And it's we watched out, it yeah. as a family, I think, because it was on. It was six separate nights, wasn't it? And it was. It was kind of because Caroline Quentin was in Jonathan Creek as well at the time. Yeah. I think, wasn't she? Yeah. So it was like, oh, you know, she's everywhere because she's done a Christmas special of Jonathan Creek, and now she's just done these men moving badly. But we were saying, well, you know, how good it was for her as, as an actress. Um, we're, we're, so also really saying, we're also saying when I wasn't recording that in sickness and in health, the uh, sequel to Till Death, yes. which was going back a bit. Uh, the mm. link was uh, Eamon Holmes played Hugo and Wolf in the Algarve. That's the link with Wolf in the Grave. Sorry. Eamon Walker. Yeah. yeah. I just things are coming back to me that we didn't. <laughs> yeah, Eamon Walker. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Played um, yeah, the home help, didn't he? That's but right. I do. Um, oh, the other link, of course, is like we already mentioned. I mean, Darren, the um, Richard Pearson, brother of Victor, father of Gary Strang. Mm-hmm. So yeah, hope you hope you go for it, buddy. And um, yeah, thank you. I can say well, it's it's uh, it's one of those things I've thought about, and if I don't ever do anything about it, and I never will, but I've got um, two two great pals here that uh, I'm sure will will kind of. Well, yeah, so I'm sure I will. I'm not even asked you, yeah, but if you want to come on as guest, oh, I was 100 welcome on because I think 100%. that model does work really well, doesn't it? Sometimes, if you if you try and do it, you know, it does work. I've listened to podcasts where it's guys on their own, it does work, or, or, or lasses on their own, it does work. But yeah, I think, yeah, it just just yeah. to bounce things off and be on people's opinion. And uh, you know, I've I've grown such a, a deeper love for One Foot in the Grave from listening mm. to your podcast, Tom. Um, definitely, yeah. and other podcasts I've listened to as well, you know. Just hearing people to dissect it and talk about it, and and you, you yes. spot things that you never spotted before. You get jokes that you never got before. You know those sorts of things. It's uh, that's yeah. embarrassing even more, Si. Darren, you might have to do a rewatch of Men Being Badly, my son. Yeah, you know, I was a... thinking that if I because with fresh eyes, because I probably haven't watched it for I, I don't want to say for. 18, probably 20 years. Oh, really? Oh, wow, man. Yeah, oh, I, think, well, I think Martin Clunes just looks funny. It's like Rowan Axe yeah. just looks a bit he, funny. He's got a funny face. Very rubbery, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I, 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 again, this is something to say for the show, really, but I, I, I like the earlier ones with his short hair for some reason. I think mm. he looks funny with his short hair. Yeah. But, but he's like the FA Cup. Yeah. Yeah, he is like the FA Cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> That's when I could sort of, you know, rewatch it and then cool. talk about it with yeah, fresh yeah. eyes. And then Darren, you'll you'll be doing a Rising Damp podcast, will you? Oh God, no. oh, Rising Pod. Down. Yes, go no. on, dude. Do it, do it. That's crying out, That's crying out for a podcast because it's such a great sitcom. Such a I'd great. Have to, uh, have to do a the seance for Leonard Rossiter. <laughs> I am here. Well, there is an episode, isn't there, where where, where they they're, they're trying to um, yeah yeah they have a seance in that. Well, there's something similar in the seance, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. Is, is it with that um, traveller guy? That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. Yeah, Peter Jeffrey. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Was it yeah. Didn't he put Rigsby in a trance or something? <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah, yeah. something like that. Yeah. But no, <laughs> brilliant. Are you, are you two boys ready for the one for the podcast quiz? Definitely. Yeah. So um, the, the format of the show is you, you're going to both buzz in with your unique buzzers yeah. um and yeah first one to buzz in naturally gets to answer if you get it wrong it's handed over i guess a one point per question i haven't really thought through that much there's a few there's a few questions with one or two part answers so maybe a point for each but i'll decide on the night this is the night if there's a couple of bonus questions so oh cool let's hear your buzzers so simon what, what have you got i think you'll 
<laughs> the burglary I think you'll find, yeah? What episode yeah, is that from? That is from the... Oh, it's a Christmas special? No, it's the episode with the plumbers and he gets the pipe okay. wrapped around his neck and uh, stage, not stage fright. Dramatic fever. Dramatic fever, that's the one. Yeah, that's the one. Let's hear it once yes. more. Oh, sorry, I pressed record. <laughs> <laughs> At least someone did. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch, that's like a knife through my heart. Is Darren. <laughs> oh, it's always when I'm on time, isn't it? <laughs> I'm sure oh. we did it twice before, didn't we? Imagine we got we imagine this we, we could have got through the, the quiz without recording this, by the way. So I'd have to, I'd have to know, devise another ten questions. Imagine that we'd have had to like, yeah, we didn't notice at all. <laughs> this is the real quiz. You, you <laughs> yeah. You'd have had us outside throwing a kettle over a pub. Eight legs, <laughs> six legs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, Darren. Let's hear your um, buzzer. Oh, that yeah. is, yeah, you played that the other night, and that is, um, that's a great line. Uh, oh, yeah, we weird. mentioned it earlier. Got Mr. Swaney on the floor, he's fixing Victor's uh, is it food processor or waste, waste disposal? Waste disposal unit, that's it. Yeah, and the episode the is waste... called Oh, well done. Oh, it's um, Quad, um, you mentioned, I think Simon, you corrected earlier. Sent to the Maelstrom, yes, yeah, that's it. Sent to the Maelstrom, okay. So we've got your buzzers. My advice is, yeah, f- literally things on buzzers because uh, <laughs> it's, it's probably like a quarter of a second delay of this voice feed. So I'm just going to have to listen out as carefully yeah, as yeah. I can. So let's get the first question. Question one. What was Victor's first paid job following retirement? Uh, Simon. Lollipop man. Is the incorrect answer. I hand it over to Simon. I mean, to Darren. (laughs) Going well. Uh, I I think it's right. I'll have a guess. Is it a scarecrow? No. I Mm. will... um, I'll give the answer at the end. It's a good uh, question. Yeah. That's a very good question. Question number two. In We Are Put Her Living in the Tomb, the Meldrews look after Kylie the tortoise. What was the name of the little girl and her mother who owned the tortoise? Was that a well done from Simon? No, it was Darren. Darren, sorry, getting mixed with the buzzers. Darren, (laughs) what's what's the answer? I was going to say Alice. So the mother and the daughter. So you're going Alice and... I can't what? think of the mother's name. Unfortunately, that's I guess because you've got one of them wrong, it's the whole answer's wrong. So I'm gonna have to hand it over to Simon. I think the mother's called Jennifer. And the, the little girl. Oh Sophie. I'm just guessing there. <laughs> like I said, I'll go through the answers at the end. So I'm just making okay. note of who said what. So you said <laughs> Jennifer and Sophie. Yeah, Jennifer and Sophie. I think Jennifer was the mum. Because okay. I've, I've, I've got the line, you had three hours sleep at Jennifer's or something like that. Okay, fair play. All right, well, question three. Which actor in One Foot was shortlisted to play Del Boy in Only Fools and Horses? Which actor in One Foot was shortlisted to play? Yeah. N. Rytel. Correct. Oh, good answer. Well done. Correct, I think because yeah. you mentioned it the other day, Tom. That's the only reason I remember that. 
There's me say there's obviously I will say if it's correct answer, but the ones that aren't correct, like I said, I'll go through at the end. Again, not really thought this quiz through, but question four. After Victor and Margaret, which one foot character made the most appearances in the show? Dazza. Mr. Sweeney. I'm going to have to hand it over to Simon. This is Warboys. Oh, correct. Make it's the, a toss-up uh, between those two, isn't it? Easily, though, I think. Yeah. yeah. Question five. Now, this is going to take you guys... Whoever buzzes in, it's going to take you more than a few moments. I appreciate it, right? This is why we edit a podcast. So don't worry, it will come out fine. Question five. Can you name each of the accidents and cock-ups that Martin Trout goes through in One Foot Nail Garth. Do you know what? Whilst you guys think of this, write them down, all right? And we'll come back to it, because I'll give you both a chance to answer it fairly at the end, and it'll be a point for each one, all right? So all the accidents and cock-ups. Very good question, this mate. I like, I like this. Very good question. I tell you what, Peter Cook was such a good sport, wasn't he? Kind of mm. brilliant. Going along with it all. <laughs> it looks like Darren, you're satisfied with your answers. Side, not like, yeah, same here, mate. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that was question five, where we'll come back to because there's quite a number of answers for that. Question six, buzzers at the ready. In Starbound, what was the reason for the extraordinarily bright lights seen during the night time? Darren. A dodgy street lamb. That was the correct answer. Question seven. Name the one for episodes that did not feature 19 Riverbank, excluding series one. Darren. That was sorry. Oh, sorry, sorry. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, so um, Beast in the Cage, um, Rearranging the Dust, um, uh, one foot in the Algarve. I think that's it. Was that three? Was that three? Okay, that isn't all of them. Oh. So you said. So you said Beast. Beast in the Cage series three. Yeah, rearranging. Yeah. First, and what's the other one? Uh, just. Uh, oh, what did I say? Uh, Beast in the Cage. Algarve. Said Algarve. Okay. I've just thought of another one as well, but I probably can't say now, can I? So. Uh. <laughs> I'm gonna. I am gonna hand it to Daz because uh, just because of the time element. Might have, Darren, if, can you add to that? No, it was only though two of those. I thought there's another okay. one, but I can't remember the name of it. But I tell you what, well, that's fine. We'll move on because we'll come through the answers at the end. But yeah, I mean, the, those three are obviously correct, but there are more. Question eight: What is the initial reason that Mrs. Warboys is is experiencing sickness in the episode Return of the Speckled Band? The subsequent reasons. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Victor's handiwork. Yeah. Darren. I guess food poisoning. You have that correct, my friend. Oh, well I guess. <laughs> for listeners back home, I appreciate that I seem to be changing my mind on how I give out the answers because I wasn't going to give any answers that way, but I'm just blagging this. We're on the final <laughs> question now, number 10. Um, can you name the individual series directors for one foot? Is that you? You try to buzz in now. Go on, inside. 
second in that's name. So Susan Belbin. Yeah. Christine Gurnan. Yeah. And there was another guy whose name will come to me in a minute. Um Sydney Lotterby. Uh okay, so you got obviously you got the two obvious ones correct. Uh, but Sydney Lotterby from my research wasn't Durant. He did Love and Death. He finished off Love and Death because someone went off it, I think. But, uh, I had it as a different. And then we just, I just need to. All right, go on. I had it as someone else. Uh, All right. Hang on a minute. Love and Death, you said? Yeah, Love and Death, yeah. I read it in Richard Weber's book. Okay, probably is correct then. Okay, in that case, there's four then. <laughs> um, <laughs> hang on a minute. Was that series two? Series two, yeah. Plot hole there, <laughs> <laughs> he, he he might have gone uncredited, but I I just yeah it it, it was because I because like there's another name I've got. We go reverse, can you? Like a ten. Okay, well I had uh, Gareth Gwenlin down uh, as oh, the right. Gareth Gwenlin, yeah, because he He's was like, uncredited. Um, yeah, uh, in Starbound, Susie Belbin was unwell, and he oh, took oh, her oh. over. So. Since you got it from the Richard Weber book, I have to apologise. <laughs> correct, isn't it? Obviously, my source wasn't completely accurate. Tell them you made a mistake. Oh, brilliant! Brilliant! Is that what made Britain great and foolfully a made of a stick? So sorry. Well, I mean, Gareth Graham will, will may well have done it as well. I don't know. I'd not heard that one. But yeah, I mean, he. he I think he did. I think that one is definitely correct about Gareth Gwenlin, but Sydney Lotterby one is probably also. So you got, as far as I can say, three. Well, well you'll get three marks for that um, oh, anyway. Gosh. So that's fine. Uh, another question. That's question 10, wasn't it? Yes. yes. Cool. Okay. Uh, let's go through the... Uh, let's just score what we've got so far. So question one, what was the victor's first page job following retirement? You both didn't get a correct answer or didn't answer the answer was a doorman in worst horrible oh yeah oh yeah because we went to the uh, so question two and we have put a living in the tomb the Meldrews look after kylie the tortoise what was the name of the little girl and her mother who owned the tortoise so of course uh darren you didn't know that one but so you gave jennifer and sophie as your answer I can give you one yeah. point because it's jennifer and daughter jackie oh All right. yeah, yeah. Little That's, Jackie's tortoise. That's right. Yeah. 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 So the tortoise to... Kylie. <laughs> Question three was: yeah, which actor in one foot? You got that correct. You know, N. Rytel was um, tipped to be uh, Del Boy alongside Jim Broadbent, of course. Question four: After Victor and Margaret, again, that was correct by you, Sai, which yeah made the most appropriate story mantle. Question five: So this is where I have to give you guys a bit of homework. Can you name each of the accidents and cockups that Martian Trout goes through in one foot in the Algarve? Can I have Darren's answers first, please. Go on in. Got trapped in a wardrobe and falls off the landing mm-hmm. through the banisters. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he burns his hand reaching into that bin and picks up the embers of the barbecue. Yeah. yeah. Um, crashes car at the end going down that massive hill. Yeah. Um, cistern on the head and yeah. falls there in the toilet. Um, falls from the tree. Yeah. Um, and then he traps his foot in the mouse trap on the landing. Yeah, that's all I could think of. Okay, so have you got anything different? So, so I've, got, I trust, trust I've, I've got, I've got the lorry door smashed him in the face. Yeah, I got he fell down at the tip when he was looking for the um, <laughs> uh, the the what do you call it? Um, Is the, the coat with the, the film in? 
Yeah, that's yeah. it, yeah. So, yeah, they were the other two that I had, the extra ones. So, did you have Darren's ones? Yeah, does. Yeah, same as Darren's, yeah. Okay. Um, How is that still alive? <laughs> so, yeah. does that mean you both oh, Sorry, had... tell lie. I, I had... I had I didn't have two of them, so I had four of them. So I had six in total. So yeah, there so two, 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 was two I didn't have of Darren's, but I had two okay. other ones as well. So you both come up with six each, correct? Yeah. Okay. The, this is what I had: falling out of a tree, misplacing the film, which is an accident. You know, collecting the oh, wrong yeah, film. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Walk, obviously, walking into the truck door, mouse trap, being locked in the wardrobe, and then I counted wardrobe falling from the banister as a separate one. Even though really it's debatable. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Coke stuck in the car door, handful of burning coal embers, yeah. toilet system falling on him, uh, gets a truckload of garbage emptied on him, and obviously the car accident at the end. So that's six points each. Yeah, that's good. Well done, lads. Trying to make sure. So, so far it's seven, six, because um, where we're up to question five. And that's up to this point. Yeah, you got one out of two on that question two. And then, uh, I don't know, you got question three and four, right? Didn't you say? Sorry. Yeah. I'm just tallying up. So one, two, three, six, nine. It's nine, six currently. Question six. Um, Darren, you got that correctly? Got that correct? You got that correct? Um, which was, yeah, dodgy security floodlights was the reason why the uh, bright lights were seen in Starbound. Question seven. Oh, my. Uh, oh, yeah. Question seven was a funny one. Uh, name the one for episodes that did not feature Night in Riverbank. And so yeah. you buzzed in with three didn't you yeah uh, I thought which, after, but... <laughs> yeah so the this is what i got um so yeah loving excluding series one love and death love and death um, is what i thought of afterwards yeah, yeah. <laughs> obviously one from the algarve re, re, re the dust beats in the cage hearts of darkness oh um, yeah of course um, yeah, yeah, yeah. beware the tricks on the roof no oh. that's question eight no sorry do you know what's happened no that's so those those are the answers i got but oh, sorry. Uh, I, I, missed yeah. out que- I missed out a question Oh, all right. It's, my, it's just everything's going wrong tonight. Can I, let me read uh, out the question. Just but but you've just given us the answer. No, I haven't read it out. Oh, that's right. That's okay. I haven't, no, because the start of the question is in Beware the Trips of the Roof. All oh, right. But it's not okay. spaced. It's just everything is a calamity tonight. Um, all right, mate. But it's been good, man. <laughs> I'll skip question eight and come back to it because it might be like a like a tiebreaker, potentially. Oh, good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't think um, it's going to be a tiebreak. <laughs> Question nine was, uh, what is the initial reason for Mrs. Warboy's experience of sickness, which is food poison that Darren answered? And, of course, question 10. So, yeah, name the individual series directors. Susie Belbin, Christine Gurnan, Sydney Lottery, yeah. Not that I would doubt you, so I verified that is actually correct. So my bad. It's a crap quiz master. Of course, Gareth Gwenlam was uh, studying for Susie Belbin for Starbound. Just tallying those up. I think Simon has got more, but I still asked the question um, that I didn't read, <laughs> that I didn't read out. Um, <laughs> yeah, so in Beware the Tricks of the Roof, what type of cake that Mr. Sweeney's mother had baked for the Meldries was used as a door wedge? Can I buzz in? Oh, I right. tried, but I took oh, sorry. Yeah, go on, you, 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 you could go on, Darren. Oh, so was it carrot cake? Correct. It was. It was carrot cake. Oh. Yeah. Well, I I hit the button and took a screenshot. <laughs> So that's third. I, I, I've, I've moved off my thing, so yeah, that's why. Yeah, yeah. So Simon, thirteen points to nine. Darren's nine. So uh, both well played, and uh, considering that well was done, 
Oh, cheers, mate. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I might have to hand the quiz master reins over to someone else next time, but uh, yeah. I've got, I've got a question for you two. I don't know if you'd ask this one, but uh, Go on. can, can you name an actor that's appeared in both One Foot and Only Fallen Horses? Yeah, um, Christopher Ryan. Yes, well done. Oh, Very good. Um, the only one I can think of. There probably is more. Some trolling uh, at my MDB well, would probably John Tallis. Technically, John yeah, Tallis, John but he's oh, the voice, yeah. The burglar. Yes, Although that was right. Enrightel's voice in the studio at the time, wasn't it? Yeah, he they even... really weird post. They changed, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. Any others? I think of. Uh... I I wondered if the old lady who sells her husband shoes had been in one foot. Only uh, falls, but she don't think she has. She. Oh God, she's loads of stuff, wouldn't she? Loads Demaris. of stuff. Yeah. Young ones. Um, On the buses. Qu- on the bus, so there's quite a few step toes. She plays yeah. like uh, one of the actors. I, uh, I know uh, another one foot character, obviously a one off. Actually, no, she was in twi- two episodes of One Foot and also Only Falls. Can you guess the character? No, it's Neris. No, no, it was unless you want to keep guessing. So she appeared in two episodes in One Foot and one episode of Only Falls and Horses. Give us a series. So, okay. Do I give you the episode from Only Falls or the two episodes from One Yeah, yeah. Give us the episode from Only Falls. Yeah, um, Mrs. Baker in Jolly Boys. Oh. Is she the old lady, one of the old ladies in Hearts of Darkness? She is, under the de- under the stairs. Oh. But what, what other episodes does she appear in? She's also in the first series. She plays the lady in the shopping trolley, doesn't she, who has the makeup done? Is that right? Oh. No, it's not. that's no, not her. No. I don't think it is. No, um, it's a bit of a trick question because you don't actually see her. You hear her. And oh, she's it... Margaret, Margaret's mum's voice, isn't she? Yes. Ah. Hello? <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, who, a lot of people, including me, presume that was Annette Crosby putting on that um, old lady's yeah. voice. But uh, no, it was... going to look up her name because I feel a bit disrespectful. Oh, let... Nippy. Let me just let Nippy in here. <laughs> Nippy. He's nailed him to a skateboard. <laughs> I love that Mrs. Cresswell is in Friday Night Dinner. She plays the horrible she? grandma, doesn't she? she? Um, yeah. Mrs. Cresswell. Oh, she oh. Very, she? So. Yeah, uh, so the actress in question is Rosalind Knight. Oh, yeah, Rosalind Knight. So thank you for playing the one for the podcast quiz. It's obviously oh, uh, very much a work in progress. <laughs> yeah, no, um, good. It's been a bit. A bit of a calamity. Good, good mixture tonight. of questions there, mate. I enjoyed those. Yeah, good questions. I, I enjoyed devising it. Um, to be honest with you, I, I there's probably more of a straightforward way of reading them out and getting you to answer them. But because no, I wanted no. you both to come up with answers, to be fair, but with, with you buzzing in, any one of you gets a chance if you, you know, especially yeah. get it right. But mm. um, yeah. So the next no, I time think that structure was good because we just we had a bit of discussion as well, didn't we? It wasn't just so we, we got yeah. yeah. This this was always going to be a little bit of. Uh, it wasn't always going to be one foot in the grave specific tonight. We've gone yeah, to different yeah. comedies, haven't we? And uh, I watched Meet the Parents for the first time in about 15 years, and oh, it's great, still great. so funny. Have you both great. seen what Meet the Parents? Oh, yes. I've never seen it. Oh, that, I think <laughs> no. I think you'd really <laughs> like it. If you've got, Netflix, if you've got yeah. Netflix. Yeah. Crack out. It's uh, okay, Crack out um, Meet the Parents. Uh, okay. Ben Stiller, Robert De Niro. Ben Stiller's the height of his powers, and he's, so, he's so good. It's, so, um, good. it's so subtle. It's just something about the delivery of those lines. And the, I just and remember just... thinking it was bizarre having Robert De Niro in a comedy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, he plays. He carries it really well, doesn't he, De Niro? Because yeah. 
because it's the year 2000 that was out and he when I watched it, I saw about 14 when it came out, I thought, he just looks like a, an old man. But looking back, yeah. he's only like 56. Yeah. But he looks really young. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's the last thing I watched. What's the last comedy you guys watched? Film or sitcom? Uh, Alex and I were watching The Job Lot on um Oh, I've seen Amazon. that. Yeah. yeah. It's just not bad, actually. It holds it's up right. quite well. It's, it's for, for an ITV mid-2000 sitcom. It's, it's pretty yeah. good. Um, got a few few foot faces in it. I can't even remember anyone huge in it, but yeah, um, yeah cool. recommend that if anyone's. It was on Netflix, but it's gone off now. But yeah, I, that's where I watched it a few years ago. Uh, the job lot, about three or four series worth, not too bad. Sarah um, Hadland, that's what I was thinking. Oh, she's in Miranda, which I know you're not a fan of. Tom, are you not a fan of old Miranda? Not really my, not really my thing, uh, don't you? No. What about you, Dave? Female comedian at the time or something, like Miranda. I actually I'm think not surprised. in um, not surprised. Very funny and Great not going out. The first series are not going out. I think uh, actually, the cleaner, isn't she? Yeah. To be fair, it's written really well for her in that, but I'm just not really a fan of that sort of comedy. It's um, a bit pratfallish and a bit sort of um, old style, sort of everyone laugh at me because I'm yeah. being a sort of thing, draw attention to yourself, kind of. Yeah. We've all got it's that. Not, comp- it's, it's it's not very subtle, put it that way. It's, it's no, all no. delivery. It's not layered, is it? It's certainly not. Certainly not layered. No. I won't be rushing no out to listen to a, there, I won't be rushing out to listen to a podcast on, oh, on Miranda. Uh, well. to, be, to be honest with you, but uh, no, Darren, what about you, Darren? What's the last uh, series but, you watched? You know, I've started. I've never actually seen the first series of Dad's Army, and about a week ago, I started sort of, of watching it. Of what? Sorry, of Dad's Army. Oh, Dad's Army. Oh, okay. Right, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Has them, it been changed like the, to colour recently? Have they managed to convert it from black and white to colour? Well, no, the, the one I've been watching on Britbox is um is black and white, but um it's kind of I don't know, it's brilliant. It's it's kind of it's quite yeah. innocent, really. Like the, yeah. the latest series, you can yeah. tell the, the writers are just sort of right into you know what's funny, you know, you know, yeah. with John LeMessure is you know, sort of dawdling yeah. and all that. Whereas um like the first series, it seems to be like they're trying to find you know how Manorian, you know, treats the other soldiers yeah. and that sort of thing. It's quite good. You see it just starting to find its feet. But no, it is well, quite. Um, of, I'm... Don't go when you finish right. You finish right. Sorry. No, no, just, just right. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, I, I've I only watched it myself fairly recently, and you're right. It does. It is is funny, isn't it? And you kind of see them scrabbling together to get weapons and stuff, don't you? And like, yeah, got the full uniforms and stuff, and um. That Captain Square appears quite early on. They're going to defect into him, aren't they? If I remember rightly, yeah. or something. Because there's, uh, there's a couple of characters in it, like the first series, that they don't continue. Like, I yeah, there's a posh guy, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. He didn't sort of go anywhere, but you can see where they're no. trying to, like, they find their feet. The latest series, it becomes amazing, mm. isn't it? But, but you can tell, like, the early series, obviously, they didn't know no. the actors that well, so they didn't know what yeah. to write to, you know, like Fraser. Yeah. You know, yes, they had um, they had one of your own, Darren, didn't they? Replace uh, uh, James Beck. Oh, is that is that Mr. The Welsh guy? You got about the Welsh guy, yeah, yeah, Mr. Thomas. Yeah, um, yeah. but I, uh, you ever seen the John LeMessure documentary? It's all been rather lovely. Yeah, so a few years ago, I think they're uh, very um, it's the most laid back guy you'll probably ever. Well, not me, yeah. but. <laughs> <laughs> he was married to Hattie Jacobs. And, Hattie uh, Jakes, yeah. 
And he just let like some guy move in and sleep with his wife, and even like, Tony Hancock yeah. as well. Yeah. Had a yeah. bear, but he was just so. There was a good Tony Hancock documentary. It was done in the same series as that um, Curse of Steptoe one, which we talked about. That's um, yeah, where they presented it, and they actually had to change a lot of it because the family of Harry H. Corbett complained and said this is not presenting him because it was done as drama. It was kind of dramatized. And they did the same one with Tony Hancock, and they had Ken Stop. From um, oh, what's it called? The, the Vice Guy, the Vice TV program. It was called. Yeah, they had him playing Hancock, and I think they had Maxine Peak playing um, his wife or whoever oh. the girlfriend was. Yeah. Oh, I do not Will you look at this, bastards? Can you believe the nerve of this? I skin the ruddy heights for them. <laughs> I thought we'd um, we'd end this on a a, a Meldry moan moan. Have you guys got a Meldry moan to round things off? I have. <laughs> Go on, let's hear your Meldry moan. I'm probably I shouldn't say this one because it's probably well. I'm gonna. Um, <laughs> in fact, I'll just in fact I'll ask you two first before you before you and then you can edit edit this if you, I'm going to change it. So, do you either of you two own a Tesla? No, no. But no, uh, right. Robin's um, st- uh, stepbrother owns a Tesla. Right. Okay, so, it's fine. No, crack on. Tesla drivers. <laughs> I just now I've just noticed a decrease in the quality of driving in Tesla drivers. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> what it is. Um, yeah, uh, maybe because like three have cut me up in the last couple of weeks. And yeah, I yeah. think that's what you uh, shouted as you <laughs> overtook me, and I was doing a steady fifty. Yeah. <laughs> and it comes from well, might be jealousy that I could probably never afford to own a Tesla. Uh, or, and they, you know, and they right, something like seventy grand or something. It's oh, ridiculous. Silly, a lot of money, silly money. Yeah. I, mean, well, I was, was moaning to Alex about it in the car, and, and she said to me, Oh, you know, if, if Tom does a, a Meldrum thing, like, yeah, you should put that in. So. Yeah, that's a, that's a valid entry. So, well, I'm sure there's some very good Tesla, you know, the, 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 the producers would like to backtrack. So I'm sure there's some very good Tesla drivers out there, but the ones I saw were. So. I'm sure of Mr. Those specific Tesla drivers past. around the Nottingham Newark area. Yeah. You know, <laughs> get, have, have a look in the airway code, lads. It's changed, you know. I- yeah, you are absolutely. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a Meldry moan. I didn't really prepare. I, Darren, I had one when, uh, well, I did. I, I think I was saying to Sai earlier when, um, before we had all the technical problems, oh, yeah. literally this, the second I logged into the laptop, a, a blaring alarm, a siren started going off. It was oh, a yeah. alarm oh, across God. the road. <laughs> and these, these bloody people have built, it's a massive house. It's about eight bedrooms. But I don't know why these no, they don't live in it for weeks on end, but they've set the house alarm on it and it just goes off randomly. Yeah. And it's like the flash and it's ridiculously loud. And it just goes off for about 45 minutes. Not until someone, he's not. So oh, God, no, he's, he's in Kermit. <laughs> <he's in, laughs> no, I mean, why they built this house from, you know, from the footings upwards. Um, yeah. They don't live in it. I don't know what they do. Yeah, the alarm goes off every other day. It drives me mental. But yeah, literally as I logged in this evening, it started going off. It was exactly like Victor with the uh, the beard shitting on his car. (laughs) (laughs) The only thing I can really moan about is like I'm trying to curb my diet and it's just, it's frustrating trying to think of something refreshing to eat that you haven't had. Like I was making chicken salad daily, like grilling a chicken breast and making a salad and uh, glazing it with light mayonnaise. Very nice, but sort of, I've probably had that about Nine, seven or eight times in two weeks. And I, know oh, I did ask Alex, Alex actually, because she, you know, you said ask people, Alex did, did something like that. And 
she had a lot of Weight Watchers microwave meals, which is probably not that exciting, but but that was actually really filling and also like quite low, low calorie and that, stuff. That would be nice if we had a microwave. If we had a microwave, uh, so oh, that would right. be good. Enough, uh, it's a bit of a cliche one. as well, isn't it? Using kind of Weight Watcher stuff, but yeah, because uh, they got criticised, didn't they, for um to such high salt content, but especially yeah, Weight Watchers. Oh, really? I, don't know. I don't know. I just think uh, I don't know, but it's it's that a moan? It's just laser. I could look up recipes, but I just don't really like cooking. But you gotta, you kind of when you're dieting, you kind of have to make things rather than um, you know convenience foods which is obvious to say but that's a bit of a moan but you just if you so, want to lose weight you, you got to do it. won't have a microwave no she won't no oh, she God. won't have it because of the microwaves literally she won't um we <laughs> used to for years but uh she's just a little bit she won't have a bit of a tinfoil hat on there she won't have the uh around the kids she just won't even though we've got wi-fi yeah. signals and <laughs> probably 4g yeah. everywhere um I was say, the microwave is probably safer than <laughs> And the broadband or something, you know. Possibly, I don't know. I don't know the old uh, science behind it, but um, yeah, I do miss having a microwave. But I suppose it stops me buying microwave meals. Mm. To be fair, and it just means you've got to stick everything in the oven for forty-five minutes rather than five minutes. So, yeah, I'm yeah. Watching that peep show episode where the oh, yeah. uh, Mark's trying to get Dobby to move in. Oh yeah, he tries he's to break his microwave. Just, yeah, he just yeah. waggles oh, it. Is he all right? <laughs> I can't do um, analog cooking. I only do robot cooking or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, another comedy we've spoken about tonight. But uh, I think we'll wrap up there, lads. I really appreciate your time and patience. Uh, just to summarise events tonight, we've started late because I worked overtime tonight. Uh, so the boys are really patient. Uh, you Palace, weren't you? Were you working at Peking Palace? Was it? I was looking at the Golden Locus. Yes, Golden, Golden Lotus. Locus. Um, <laughs> the computer didn't work it didn't it didn't seem to pick up your audio then i had to switch laptops then we seemed to get on with it then it came to uh we have to stop every time the zoom recording time runs out then of course forgot to press record on the second go where we had some absolute well dynamite conversations going on so we had to sort of reproduce them really quickly so sorry about that once again you also had then, that stripper run past your patio window, mate. Did you not see that? About <laughs> <laughs> well, you should be lucky. I think um, I think it looked look like Mr. Foskett, possibly. They, yeah. they make me scared. It's, we're recording. This is like twenty to twelve, and it's uh, pitch black. Is there something behind me? Is there? Um, and of course, the quiz. We did the quiz, and it was a bit of a weird format because I was sort of giving out the answers, but I wasn't. But uh, yeah, pretty close call. Right, I'm going to see. Well, this episode is going to be you know, Easter Friday or Easter Sunday, I don't know which day yet. But by then, we would have experienced Only Fools and Horses tour, One Foot and the the Fools. So that'd be good. So maybe we can talk about that. Yeah, maybe this podcast might be sort of um, evolving into a generalised comedy speak, but uh, we always try and keep One Foot centralised to the uh, conversation where possible. Simon, Darren? Thanks, Tom. Tom, Thank you. you. Pleasure. Been a pleasure. Yeah. Same. Same to you, does it? Yeah. Take care. Well done on the winning the quiz, Si. Oh no! Cheers, mate. Yeah. (laughs) Pure luck. Pure luck, and I don't know what else. (laughs) I'll send you. We'll send you a uh, a wedge of carrot cake as a trophy. Wedge wedge of carrot cake. A packet packet of used underpants. Yeah. Yeah. Tata, gentlemen. DTFN, Michael. Thanks, Tom. Goodbye. Yeah.